A man ages backward. A disgraced president sits down for an interview. A gay rights activist attains elected office. An illiterate SS guard sleeps with a teen boy. And a chaiwala conquers a game show. This time on the Oscar should have gone to 2008. And the Oscar goes to... And the Oscar goes to... Slumdog Millionaire. I'm back. Megan, how was Spain? It was so Spanish. Yeah. It was, it was amazing. Mm -hmm. I apologize to the people of Spain for (laughs) eating all of their food. It seems like you guys were up very late. I feel like every single time I saw you post something on Instagram, it was like nine o'clock here. So it was like... 4 a.m. Yeah, in here's, Spain? Yeah, here's the thing. Here, Here's the thing about Spain that's twofold. A, I'm not, I, okay, okay. Uh-huh. Two things about Spain. Sure. First of all, they don't seem to, like, in, like, have comfortable beds there. I don't know, like, yeah, what sure. the, de- I don't know. They if, sleep during the day. I get, yeah. So siestas. So, yeah, they have siestas. Uh-huh. During, and by the way, which I took full advantage of. Yeah, I took a nap literally every day. But I guess my question, if we have any Spanish listeners, is like, is hard, are hard beds just like a thing there? Because we've stayed at some nice hotels and I, every single time I was like, well, this is a solid rock. So I did not sleep a lot. Yeah. Mm. And in addition to that, like, you know, everybody's like, well, people eat late in Europe and this is true. Yeah. And it, in Spain and I mean, sorry, in France and in Italy, it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's like nine o'clock in Spain. It's like 11. Right. Like you go to dinner at like 11. Mm-hmm. We, a few times, a few times we went and it was like nine 30 and the place is like empty and then it fills up. Yeah. Anyway, uh, all of the food was amazing. All of the people were very nice. And it turns out I do not speak Spanish at all. <laughs> Like, yeah. like at all. You thought you'd kind of be able to pick it up. Totally. You're, you're pretty fluent in French. Yes. So. And I thought that that would translate and it does not. Yeah. Literally does not. No. <laughs> literally no translation. Yeah. It was, I got some looks. Yeah. And I ordered yamon and they were like, jamon. I have a jamon story. We went to a restaurant that's no longer open, um, close to us. Um, that was actually run. The chef was, uh, some top chef douchebag from a couple seasons ago. He was like the third guy out. I can't remember his name. Okay. But we went. Was and it like the guy? Was it wasn't the guy with like the pony? The it was the guy that was tail. accused of domestic assault that it came out like during the season. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, but he uh, anyway. So we went to this restaurant, and um, Allie, my wife, is a vegetarian. And she had ordered a salad that had hamon in it. Spain, sidebar. <laughs> it had hamon in it, and she didn't know what that was. So then it came out. And she does not eat meat, period, but she particularly like has a thing about pork products. Mm-hmm. Um, so she was she was very upset when it came out. And That's a good she story. started eating it and realized what it was. Oh. And we had to leave. She got so upset. Wow. But it's all, you know what? I got the paella, and it was fucking burnt. I do feel like, it, first of all, it's supposed to be burnt. Paella is But it was like... like like you could taste the burning. Yes, yeah. I didn't have any paella in Spain because where you were I went really by the sea, right? Was, well, we were by the sea, but that's not the a. That's a misnomer. Most paella should not have seafood in it, um, even in Valencia, which is like where 
my understanding is where uh, Valencia. 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 <laughs> Look, I can't pronounce it, but I know a fuck ton more about the goddamn country than you do, you dumb shit with your fucking. Would you paella? No, I did not have paella. I had pinchos. Nothing but pinchos, as far as I can see. Anyway, on the way back from San Sebastian, mm-hmm. uh, which is where we spent most Sebastian. of our time. San Sebastian. Okay, I'm gonna fucking. <laughs> uh, to Madrid. Do you want to do that one, too? No, it's basically the same. Okay. (laughs) We listened to uh, the, like, very lengthy episode uh, with you and Joe. Uh Uh-huh. And I'm very upset because I feel like, first of all, Joe is way better at this than we are. Yeah. He had a lot of interesting insights. Um, And Yeah, people uh, liked it. People like Joe. Yeah, people like Joe. People like all our guests. Sure. I hope so. Yeah. Anyway, I listened to... Sorry, we're getting to... We're, we're getting to... Don't worry. I, do, I will say, um, I listened to your list, mm-hmm. and I finally saw... And some of it was fucking crazy. I yeah. Love Dogs should not be far, so far down, and Ocean's 8 should definitely not be as high as you had it. That sure. movie was literally a nothing movie. Okay. Uh, nothing happens in that movie. There's, like, literally no conflict. Anne Hathaway's great in that movie. She, I don't think she is. No, I think she is. she's fine. She's very good. Playing, at playing like oh, like a drama queen is so fucking hard. She did a good job. No. She stole the movie. Ugh, she stole the movie. The movie. There was nothing to steal. She took. Well, it. Guess what? It, she there stole was something to steal. The jewels. The jewels. I was gonna say the <laughs> jewels are worth more than the movie. Uh, I finally watched. I watched a fuck ton of movies on the plane uh-huh. because I don't sleep on planes. I watched Death of Stalin, which was great. Mm-hmm. I watched Disobedience, which I loved. Mm-hmm. And Rachel McAdams was so great. Yeah. And Do you oh, agree with me, though? If it had been more about her, it would have even been better. For sure. Yeah. One thousand percent. I was, and I thought, I like Rachel Weisz, but I thought she was, yeah, I was more interested in Rachel McAdams. Yeah. And also the guy, her husband, I was really interested yeah. in. And then something else funny that I watched. Um, Book Club. Oh, Book Club. Yeah. You watched Book Club. 1,000%. And you got mad that I had Book Club so low. Yeah, that's another thing. I also watched Book Club on a plane, and it's not a very good movie. Oh, no. Let's bring in our guest. He's been sitting here forever <laughs> as we ramble on about Spain and Book Club. Alec Wells is with us. Alec, you hey guys. Book Club? I have not seen Book Club. It is on my list, though. I mean, if, if you tell you what, uh, we were talking about, uh, we drove over together, and um, I know you're traveling for Christmas. Mm-hmm. You should watch it on the plane. That's a great idea. I mean, anything that feels Nancy Myers-esque, which it feels like based on the trailer, uh, I'm in. I'm I basically want to dress like Diane Keaton in Book Club. Yeah. Same. Like, and I guess because I assume that's how she dresses in life, too. Yes. Just like a lot of like smart blazers mm-hmm. and like... Pants. And, and pants. Nice. And I also feel great hats, like flat brim hats. Yes. And I also feel like she's one of the few women over the age of 50 they can pull off hair of that length. Agreed. Usually I'm like, you need to... Crop it. Mm-hmm. You need to cut your fucking hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. If you're, if you're, like, and I say that to people over the age of 25. Mm-hmm. Like, unless you're fucking Pocahontas, yes. cut your goddamn hair. She only lived to be like 12 or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love the look. I, I love the new look of Jamie Lee in the Halloween trailer. She's got nice long yes, locks. Yes, that, that I think that works for her. It also is just reminiscent of her original look. Yeah, and, and if you're yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis again. But she can, yeah. she literally can pull Do you think it's haircut. all the Activia? That yes. doesn't... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's, She's pooping it, out that age. Yeah. She poops out all that age. Yeah. It's great to be here, guys. <laughs> Thanks for having We're me. We're so glad I'm, I'm to really have excited you. to, to um, dig in and, and talk know, about these movies. We had your wife a couple months ago, mm-hmm. and she was, a, she was a great guest. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking about asking her out. 
You should. Yeah. She had, she mentioned always date. Uh, off, or keep dating your wife. Yeah. She mentioned off podcasts that uh, you have never you have not asked her out in years. I'm shy. Yes. <laughs> we'll keep our fingers crossed. Maybe we could take her to see Halloween. I understand that she likes that film. Yeah, she does. She she has. Oh, Alec she because she likes scary movies. Loves yes. them. Yeah. Um, loves Alec them. proposed. Um, our mutual friend Matthew Scott Montgomery, who was on this, mm -hmm. um, and Daniel also, mm -hmm. right, took Kat to where they filmed Halloween in Pasadena? No. That's correct. Yes, yes in Pasadena, Pasadena is where the house is. No way. Um, and Alec dressed up like Michael Myers and spooked her and then got down on one knee and proposed. That's such it went, a fun it idea. went viral. It, it sure did. That's so yeah. fun. That's yeah. such an awesome thing. It was, you know what, I, I, I ran that idea by my coworkers at the time and they were like, are you sure you want to do that? And I was like, listen, if I was proposing to someone else, the proposal would be different. Right. But, but you know your wife. Yeah. But for her, I this will be the perfect, and, and it's the gift that keeps on giving because as a result of that, we've, we've gotten the chance to like do some other Halloween-related things because, and, and we've sort of become this very small periphery part of the Halloween yeah. legacy. So we're, uh, we get to go do an interview with the LA Times for the 40th anniversary of Halloween. Oh my gosh, uh, In just a couple so weeks. Cool. So we're, we're very excited and, and hope we get to. Uh, Did Amy Nicholson reach out to you about her new Halloween podcast at all? <laughs> I, I love her. Unfortunately not, but I'll continue to stalk her. When does she keep sending her <laughs> tweets? When does that new movie come out? Uh, October 17th, I think. And it's, I, listen, I have high hopes. I really October do. October 17th. Hey, do you know? I'm sorry, I'm distracted because I just got a text message from my father because he's flying back east, and I said, I can't talk right. He called, and I said, mm -hmm. I can't talk right now. I'm recording a podcast. And he wrote, don't use swear works, words. Don't fucking swear. I mean it. <laughs> that is what he said. That's classic. Cogent classic, advice. Classic Mike Murphy. Sorry, look, back to Halloween. So oh, just that. Do, do you know um, this sequel is ignoring all the previous sequels? Yes. I think it's such really? an interesting it's direct, idea. It's a direct sequel to the first film. That is interesting. They're, they're playing with the continuity so that the only thing that matters is what happened in the original movie. So anything you know or think you know about, oh, well, Michael Myers. Myers is Laurie right. Strode's brother. All that stuff has been completely wiped out. Aside. So he, because listen, I, I've only seen that movie for the first time recently because, mm -hmm. as uh, as devoted listeners will know, um, I am not a uh, horror head. Horror, yeah, a horror, mm -hmm. horror. Mm -hmm. And I, I would say I would go step one, one step further and say that I am a big old puss. Yeah. Okay. Do not care Same. for any of that stuff. Same. So, uh, so I finally my Megan's actually in a it. similar situation to you in that her husband is a big loves okay. sees all that stuff. Yeah. Okay, so he finally made me watch Halloween because he was like, "It's a good. Mm -hmm. It's not just you know, it's scary, but it's also like an older movie, and it's also a good movie." Right. Um, and I really enjoyed it, but I understand like he just is a crazy guy that escaped the right. mental institution nearby, right. which is so much. Guys, don't you don't need when the movie's good like. Mm -hmm. Just make it that. I don't want the backstory. I don't, I don't care. know. I don't want to know why the villain became the villain. Don't I, care. I think when I don't understand the motivation of the bad yeah. guy, it's scarier. It's much scarier. because there. That's why. That's why in insane movies that take place in insane asylums and mm -hmm. like and whatever are always the most frightening mm -hmm. because there's an element of unpredictability mm -hmm. of like it's so like crazy people are the scariest because you truly can. There's no way of guessing any sort of like motivation or whatever their next sort of move will. Mm -hmm. And that's why I'm eager to talk just a little bit in this episode about The Dark Knight. 
Yes, we will definitely. Um, because I, I think that that dovetails that totally nicely into does, this conversation. That totally yeah. does go into that conversation. So let's get started. Let's go through the nominees because we definitely need to talk about The Dark Knight because I think something that's very important, I'm sure a lot of our listeners know this already, but if you don't, 2008 was the final year of the five nominees. Starting in 2009, the Academy went to 10 nominees and then kind of reversed course a little bit to be anywhere between 5 and 10. Which is why we haven't done anything super recent because we're lazy. (laughs) Well, I also just want to say I really don't know how you guys do this. Even just finding the time to watch five mm-hmm. movies. It was interrupting all of my office I'll rewatch. I'll tell you what, I, like, I don't have like a lot going on yeah, no. <laughs> like in my life, yeah. I would say. So yeah. thank yeah, God this, for that. Yeah. This, uh, this um, fills up our hours until the sweet kiss of death, death. Yeah. <laughs> comes yeah. a calling. Yeah. But don't you guys like me need to watch that episode of The Office for the 50th time? <laughs> I, I have found this podcast has hurt my like I'm behind on, on a lot of television TV. shows that yeah. I do watch. Yeah, um, I haven't even started like the season of The Douche yet. I'm a couple episodes behind on Better Call Saul. Yeah, I feel like you don't need to watch either of those, but that's just that's for my TV podcast yeah. shows you don't need to watch. Yeah. I, I will say as a general overview that I appreciated that most of these movies the runtime was exactly two hours. Yes, yeah. this is actually a pretty good year good in year. terms of not being long. Mm-hmm. Uh, the movie we'll start with is quite long, but quite other long. than that, all the rest of them, yeah, right around a couple hours. So, so Benjamin Button. Yes. The Curious Case. I was, when you gave me this movie, I was like, I gotta watch Benjamin fucking Button because I remember seeing it in theaters and it being, uh, and being disappointed in it basically at a time too where I was like very into the Oscars and all of this stuff. And I was like, I liked it more this time around. Mm -hmm. I appreciated the, uh, I appreciated the story of it much more the second time around. I find... I mean, this is like, we'll talk, we can talk about it. I, I know I'm starting off real nitpicky, but can we talk about the makeup and the, the voice? And I kept going, I don't know if this is good. Mm-hmm. Are we talking about Brad Pitt or Kate Blanchett? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Brad Pitt gets into this. I think he, my big thing with Brad Pitt has always been he's a much better actor than he needs to be. Yes. I feel, yeah. in general. I agree. He's the most handsome man who ever lived. Gorgeous. So he doesn't need He never has really done it for me. And then it, when he was in his, when he goes to see her in Paris and she's like, look at you. Yes. You're perfect. I was like, yeah. <laughs> he he yeah. really peaked in this movie. Yeah. I mean, when he's on the motorcycle, what, what man doesn't want to be him in that moment? Yeah. yeah. Man, oh, man, oh, man. But the voice that he's doing in the beginning, when he, he does not even the, he does this gravelly thing gravelly. sometimes in movies. Yeah, he did it in Twelve Years a Slave. He does it in a movie that I love, in Glorious Bastards. Mm-hmm. That it's like, why, why are you, why are you putting that gravel in your it's voice? It's the male version of vocal fry. Yes, in a sense. Uh-huh. Yes, I prefer Brad Pitt without an accent. I've even in movies where he should have one, like Interview with the Vampire. Mm-hmm. I, it takes me out of the movie more sure. so than if he just spoke like a modern day dude. Yeah. I would actually prefer that uh, because I, I don't know. He doesn't. I, he never quite. Quite gets there in the sort of southern drawl. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I just just talk normal. Yeah, I would prefer it. I I understand that. I I'm speaking specifically of. I feel like in the beginning when he's in the old man makeup. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know if the old man makeup is bad or it's this thing that he's doing. I'm Tim, but I look a lot old. It's like a mm-hmm. sling blade. I'm not yeah. sure it what is. it is. Reminiscent yes. of the Billy Bob. Yeah. yeah, and I'm like, you don't sound like a child, but you also don't sound like uh, an old man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. There's a lot of no. issues with this movie for me. This is actually the second time I watched this movie in like a year and a half, maybe. Which oh no, is because I, watched, I rewatched all of Fincher. Okay. Um, last year, or uh, yeah, last year, because uh, I was like, oh, I'll rewatch all these certain directors I like. And this really feels out. like a Fincher outlier. It is. Yeah. The, I didn't realize. I think there's certain. I, I think there's certain really cool moments of filmmaking that are not involved in the main story. Like I think the whole opening with the clockmaker is super yeah. cool mm-hmm. and well made. I like all the little interstitials of the guy who gets struck by lightning. Like yeah. when they cut away to him getting struck by lightning. Yeah. Um, and I love that segment right before Daisy gets hit by the cab. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And those all feel more. I don't want to say super Fincher because this movie's not like, I feel like almost all his movies have like a thriller aspect to them, which this does not have. But um, yeah, all those just feel like there's some filmmaking in them. Yeah, whereas, well, there's some flair. Yeah, yeah where the whereas rest most of, of the movie, it doesn't really have that. Yeah, think, it's a bit of a makeup. I think I struggle with this movie because I don't know what I'm supposed to take away from it. When it's over. I, uh-huh. I don't... What, what is the thematic element of... Some people are ship captains. Yes. Some people dance. Some, some, people, some people are artists. Are artists. Some which, people are mothers. Which uh, I'll actually... When, before I did the podcast with Joe, uh, we went and saw White Boy Rick, and we were driving, we were talking about how we were going to do 2008, and we were talking about Curious Case, and he actually really likes that segment. And I was like, oh, yeah, not me. I oh, like I that. love that. Oh, the, end? the end? Oh, I cried. Oh, great. Oh, yeah, I don't sorry. like it at all. I like it a lot. It feels I very much like a hat on a hat. Like, here's mm-hmm. the theme of the movie. Uh, maybe, but I cried. God damn it if I didn't, if it didn't get me at the end. I mean, yeah. again, this is, this movie reminded me, I thought a lot of, of I drew a lot of parallels between this movie and Forrest Gump, mm-hmm. where I was like, uh, I wrote down I like this movie more when it was called Forrest Gump. Yes. Although I, I although, definitely wrote down so about Forrest. It's, it's Forrest Gump, but with a man like who, a yeah, instead of a twist. instead of a simple yeah. man, it's a man that ages mm-hmm. backwards, yeah. basically, and it's we're seeing it, it through, yeah, we're just seeing history sort of through a different perspective. Um, but I, so for that reason, and I think both those movies are, I think both these movies are good, and I think they can both be a little emotionally manipulative, mm-hmm. uh-huh. and which usually bothers me. Mm-hmm. But the fact that I was forced to sit down and watch this, and because it's so artfully made, and there are those like fun flourishes, and it is, and it is fucking Kate Blanchett. Yes, I was emotionally invested, and mm-hmm. that's why at the end I understand that I'm being emotionally manipulated with right. like, and some people dance, and some people swim, yeah. and all this stuff. I still fucking cried. Mm-hmm. I think the most emotionally manipulative part of the movie, and I think is actually a big misstep for the movie, is using this Katrina thing as a bookend. Mm-hmm. That she's in a hospital during Katrina. Yeah. Which, mm-hmm. clearly, that's not part of the F. Scott Fitzgerald story. Like, right. Um, that just feels off. It feels like almost without taste. It feels like they wanted to do it to be prescient. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I agree. I think, it's, I think it's a misstep. Though I will say that of all of the nominees, I think this movie, though I liked it least, has the most scope 
and and sure. feels mm-hmm. the most sort of epic. Like, yeah. wow, I'm really watching Easily. a movie right now. And this is, yeah, this and is very much. Things are happening. This is an Oscar movie. Yeah, no yes. kidding. Yeah. yeah. Um, I like seeing Mahershala and Taraji together. Sure. He is so hot, that yeah. guy. Ten years, ten years before Hidden Figures. Yep. They're, they're messing around. Yep. I'm down for it. It's their now. Benjamin Button. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She was great. I love, I like, she's, I think in later years now, Taraji P. Henshin loves being like, I'm Taraji. Like, she's yeah. like adopted that, uh, that uh, that cookie character, yeah. like in her real life, yes. and she's just like a good actress. Yes. Man. she just is good. Yeah. Um, I was. I'm like, is nobody interested in what illness he has? Like, nobody was like. No one cares. He never goes to a doctor. Yeah. Nobody seems to think it's that strange. No. Yes. Um, seems to I'll tell you who else I think gives a really good performance. They're like, huh? <laughs> you look younger. How about that? Yeah. Let's meet in the middle. I'm not sure this is a great Kate Blanchett performance, by the way. And I think particularly Kate Blanchett as old woman is like maybe the worst Kate Blanchett's ever been. When on she film. goes, I'm an old woman. About like when they before <laughs> like, they have. We can tell like, by the makeup. You don't have to tell. Us. But also, if that's what being old is, like yes. I will sign. I would yeah. like to look like Kate Blanchett yeah. as a quote unquote old woman. Yes. Every day of my day. Right damn now. Life. Right can now. We, yeah. Can we rank? Kate Blanchett and Kate Winslet as far as old age makeup goes. Oh, where do you guys God. set? Blanchett, well, Blanchett is better, but she's also much older. Mm-hmm. Yes. We'll get to that movie. We'll I got a lot to say about that. Movie. <laughs> um, uh, the the premise of the movie. Yes. Born as an old man, becomes a baby. Uh huh. Yes. He and Kate Blanchett meet in the middle. I see the value of that premise as a short story. Like, that makes total sense to me as a short story to just, like, expound upon an interesting concept. A curious case, if you will. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Do we need a a two-and-a-half-hour movie about it? I don't don't know if we do. Because, again, I I say I walk away from the movie. I I do love that final monologue, and I Mm -hmm. do think it's emotionally affecting, but... I, I, it doesn't connect to me to the idea that a, that a man was born old and Agreed. became young. Agreed. Because yeah. the same things happen to him that happen when you start young and become old. Right. You get wisdom. You see the world. You ask, what kind of person do I want to be? Mm-hmm. How do I want to change the world? And then as you age, even when he ages backwards, he loses faculties until you know finally he doesn't understand the world around him and has to be completely taken care of. Alec, you're completely correct. I, I, I think it's an interesting idea of, of being old and, 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 and aging backwards. It's almost like they don't use it. Mm-hmm. You introduce an idea, and then you're like, so that's a fun thing that's going to be happening throughout this movie. And then, unlike, I think, in Forrest Gump, you are like he he interacts with the world in a different way mm-hmm. he's the, the the naivete that he has or whatever like allows him entree to different you know to see the world in a different way because mm-hmm. he's like this simple man yeah Brad Pitt pretty much is the same way mm-hmm. like it doesn't affect him in yeah. a sense because nobody around him seems concerned that this is happening at all right mm-hmm. truly um yeah. Oh, I wrote the end feels like a bank commercial. (laughs) (laughs) I see that. Sure. Um, What I was going to say earlier is um, I think maybe the two best performances of the movie are Taraji and I think Julia Ormond is actually really good in this movie. Yeah, I think she is too. She's not really given a lot to do and I think she does a good job. Um, Can I tell you my biggest problem with the conceit of this film? Sure. Uh, I wish you would. So at the end of the movie, he is aged back into a baby. Yep. He's born as a tiny old man. Mm-hmm. 
He should die as a very large baby. I absolutely yeah, agree an with you. Adult-sized baby. It should be terrifying. Yeah. There is no reason why yeah. he should. Sh- I mean, he can shrink slightly. We shrink as we get older. Yeah. But we don't turn back to the size we were when we were. Babies. Yeah, but he had his mother had to push out a. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah. That vagine. Yeah. So it had to be small. Sure. Yeah. I under- it- and I get that. Yeah, you're I'm right. just saying he should, right. still, he be should still be an adult, adult baby. baby. Is this yeah. um, at least you're canonically right. in my head? This is a prequel to Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Yeah, like sure. he was the first one, and then Rick Moranis like took the technology yeah. and like DNA sequenced Benjamin Button to mm-hmm. figure out how to shrink babies or make them bigger. Yeah, God, that's a good movie. That's a great movie. That great that all movie. that all tracks for me. Okay. Um, great. Hey, can we talk about um, Elle Fanning? Is she dubbed? Is she dubbed in this movie, Elle Fanning? I don't know. Oh, it's a super awkward scene though between him and Elle Fanning. Yeah. I think when I get that he's supposed to be. 10 or whatever, but, like, old Brad Pitt, like, like, Creeping scamming on. on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's weird. Feels weird. Like, I don't blame Phyllis Somerville for being, like, you should be ashamed of yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's weird. Um, How do we feel the visual effects held up 10 years later? They're all right. Fine. They're not bad. Yeah. yeah. I think, um, you know, David Fincher's color style helps yes. hide it a little bit. Everything's yeah, a little dark, dark. and sepia-toned. Yep. And so I, I think that masks some of the VFX. Yeah. But I, I, nothing was egregious to me. No, I think, no. like, the, the face replacement is pretty good. Yeah, I thought it was okay. Don't, don't also, you just said good performances. Don't sleep on uh, Tilda Swinton. Mm-hmm. Tilda Swinton, who I would say is the art house version of Kate Blanchett, which is crazy. Kate Blanchett's basically the art, art house, house version, version of, of any other actress in <laughs> yes. Hollywood. Um, but it's it's interesting to see them in the same movie because I do think like Tilda Swinton's just like we want Kate Blanchett but weirder. Yeah, and then mm-hmm. you get Tilda Swinton. Tilda Swinton if she's playing a female, which she like only plays male roles now, yeah. which yeah. is great. Like good for her. Great, but, like, I love her. I think she plays a male role in Suspiria coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, what a what a great year for uh, Kate Blanchett, both Benjamin Button and of course how can we forget Crystal Skull, oh, which is really oh, Kate Blanchett that? at her yes. best. Ilsa is her Ilsa name? or something. Oh, yeah, I do some Russian. I forgot yeah. they, they went back to. Did they go back to the Nazi well for? They Crystal didn't. Skills? They went the Russian. alien Russians. Oh, Russian aliens. Yeah, yeah. Um, I tried to. Uh, block that out. The other thing that, that really stood out for me in the movie that I wrote down was uh, they had really good timing for Queenie's death, being able to show up and find out she was dead, but they had not yet had the funeral. Yeah, so he was literally, able to go. they went away for an indeterminate amount of time and came back in a three day period between her death and the funeral. Yeah. Um, <laughs> maybe she was Jewish and they sat show up. Well, actually, no, they went to the church. And maybe maybe Taraji was shooting something and they couldn't get her back for like a deathbed scene. Well, they. They did say that this was a curious case. Oh right? yeah. So you know, I, not a lot of, um, not a lot of like race stuff. Like no. you would think there would have been more. No, like race you get the stuff. idea that they're going to do some stuff at the beginning, and then they really never no do anything. But I'm sure, I'm sure this period in New Orleans, everything was fine. Yeah, fine. <laughs> yeah. We, were, yeah. we, they had, they. Well, the thing is, is they solved racism there way earlier yes. than yes. the rest yes. of That's the country. That's true because of jazz. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um, last thing I want to say is, it, does it seem like he left his family like way prematurely? Hmm. Like Brad Pitt. Yeah. Left, left like Kate Blanchett yeah. and their child. I, I actually wrote down that they're both really bad parents. Because he just like leaves and then she hides 
everything about the father yeah. from Julia Ormond until she's on her deathbed Death 40 yes. years yeah. later. Mm-hmm. I feel like they were not meant to be parents. Yeah, and it's yes, actually pretty right. clear in, from Kate Blanchett's character that she should not be... A, I mean, she's... Like, his paramour, yes, but she, when she's a dancer, like, she's kind of an awful person. Yeah, like, totally. Like, I would not want to... She's not a good hang. Yeah. yeah. They should have just kept sailing around, like, get some damn birth control. Yeah. And continue sailing around the fucking Florida Keys until he becomes a little a baby. baby. And then throw and him then in throw the ocean. Him overboard. <laughs> yeah. A giant baby. Yeah. Terrorizes a giant Manhattan. baby. And then, yeah, and then, it, then actually let him loose on land yeah. and see what happens. Yeah. I think but, that was the third act that they missed yeah. in this movie. It was a real It was in the original cut, but it was running four hours, and yeah. the studio wouldn't put it out, so. Baby's day out. It was better than I thought it was. It's still not great. I but think it there's is some well inter- a lot of interesting filmmaking. Uh, yes, I think there's a lot of story holes for me. It was but. my least favorite of the five movies, so I'm, I'm glad wow. we went ahead and got spoiler, it yeah. spoiler alert. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Let's move on to Frost Nixon. Great. Well, this is my first time seeing this movie, and Craig knows why. Do you want to? Do you want Expound me to tell the story? Please. Do you want to tell the story? No, you can tell the story. So Megan, yes, when we were in college at NYU, studied at the Stella Adler Conservatory, and one day Frank Langella came to teach a master class that Megan was not in. Okay. And Megan, with her loud voice, it's not my fault. It was, is truly not my fault. Was it carries. Talking in the hallways, her voice carries. If you've listened to. Any of our episodes, right. you understand that. Calm down. Um, and Frank Langella came out and told her to basically shut up. He basically said to shut up. So he said, "Excuse me, young lady. People are acting in here." So Whoa. Megan has boycotted oh. Frank Langella ever since. I have a fatwa. Lift, out lifting, on lifting, Frank well, lifting the boycott only for this podcast. She had to watch Good Night, yeah. Good Luck again. Yep. With and Frank Langella. I hope now this movie wasn't uh, triggering for you. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I'm because he does it. some admonishing. In he this movie. totally does, and I literally yeah. was like, I remember that face. Yeah. I will never forget a face that tells me to shush. Snide, yeah. condescending. You know what else? You know what else? You know what else? He, he wants to do in this movie. Yeah. God, does Nick. And want to fuck in this movie. Oh, so bad. When he's looking at Rebecca Hall. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he wants to fuck Rebecca Hall. Yeah. yeah. Unquestionably. He's I want to fuck Rebecca Hall. In, I get yeah. it. He's into yeah, it. Yeah, she's, a, a, she's a tall glass of water. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He is gross. Like, it made me. this. It, I liked this movie because it, like, definitely does not take, take Nick's inside or yeah. have, like, any mm-hmm. sort of pity for him. Mm-hmm. And I uh, appreciated that. I don't know how I felt about. The, I don't know how I felt about the um, the interviews that they would do, the talking heads. So it's stuff. based on I saw the play on Broadway, and it works better as a play just because all that stuff is direct address in the play. Right. So I think too because so much of the play was these like direct address like mini monologues from different, but not from David of, Frost or right, Richard but Nixon. from like these uh, secondary members of it cast, mm-hmm. I think Rod Howard had to find a way to do it in the film, so they did this sort of like, almost like mock documentary style that sure. they did. I don't but think we yeah, needed it. I don't think no. it super works for the movie. No. Um, I will say that when I Took saw the play, mm-hmm. also starring Frank Langella and Michael Sheen, um, when he does that cheeseburger monologue, when he calls him, yeah. mm-hmm. um, I started crying in the 
theater because I was like, I will never be this good of an actor. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I even trying? <laughs> I feel like you said that before yeah. about things. Um, and it's probably true. Uh, all sorts of things. Uh, also, Michael Sheen, man. Ignored again. Ignored like, again. This is, this is, and we can get into this maybe a little He's bit later, so this is actually a very good year for Best Supporting Actor. Mm-hmm. Like, I, every single person that was nominated, I'm not sure I could say, I would say, like, they shouldn't be in here. But Michael Sheen, uh, I'll, t- we'll, uh, I'll talk a little bit about Rachel getting married later, but Bill Irwin and that movie are both great, and we're both not nominated, but there are a ton of people that are. But we talked about this with The Queen, that Michael Sheen was not nominated, and he's... Ha- 40% of that movie. Yeah. Like, yeah. And he's basically half of this movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, 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 and does also, a great so job. again, unlike Anne fucking Hathaway in Ocean's 8, so subtle and mm-hmm. so, like, such a, like, 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 there's, there's, so, there's so little love for, like, a, just, like, a, a simple performance yeah. of, and, and you kind of, you know what his motivation is, but he's a, you know, he's like, he's just a dude. He's yeah. not a particularly great dude. Mm-hmm. He's not a bad dude. Yeah. That's a hard fucking thing to play. What, so he was nominated for best supporting actor? No. Oh, just, he wasn't he was nominated, nominated at all. Uh, was that the category he would have been up for? I think they were running him in best supporting. That's interesting because it feels him. like a two-hander. Yeah, I think, like, I, I think they just didn't run him, run him against Langella. Langella had won the Tony for this play, mm-hmm. for this for the play, and I think they wanted him. Because I remember this best actor year was really interesting because it was really Sean Penn versus Mickey Rourke, and then uh, Frank Langella was like right behind the two yeah. of them, and all three of them sort of have a checkered history in terms of people think they're all dicks. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I was like. Well, um, people think gonna... there are people know. Because yeah. I know Frank Langella is a yes, dick. Yes, right. And now I do. And yeah. we'll continue to and tell that story. And the world does. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think you're right, Megan, about, um, about mm. Michael's performance, especially given that it's a, it's a restrained performance. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's so... I, Frank Langella really gets to chew the scenery in yes. this movie. Uh-huh. And, and, and he does a great job and all that. But, but I think what Michael Sheen is doing is more interesting because he never... He never gets to break down. Yeah. yeah. In the movie, he, that is the whole David Frost's entire character is about continuing the facade that he has it all together. Yeah. And and I think that I I remember getting um, a piece of advice early on uh, in school that it's so much more interesting to watch a character try not to cry mm-hmm. than to actually cry. Right. And I think Michael Sheen's performance is sort of an example of that is watching him try to keep it together yeah. is so compelling. And the, I, the looks on his face that went, that he's giving when, when Nixon is going up, like answering for 20 minutes or whatever and making himself. And he has just that, like that fake kind of smile of just of like, I don't know how to, Pull out yeah. of this. Yeah. I don't know how to get You're out of this. Just gonna keep talking mm-hmm. and yeah. talking and talking in circles until you waste the time. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And it's 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 such an interesting. I for me, I could not take my eyes off of him mm-hmm. in, in those moments. I loved him. It's interesting this movie and uh, Milk, which we'll talk about next. Uh, obviously, these movies only came out ten years ago, but they're both about things from the seventies. But they feel very like the. Stuff in the movie feels so topical right now. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh obviously, God. there have been so many things with Nixon and Trump just because of whatever. Kill me. Um, Guys, things aren't great right now. No, it's we, not. I, I ran into a lot of people in Spain. <laughs> I did meet this one Irish guy in Spain who I was speaking to for like, uh, I don't know, maybe 20 minutes about yeah. the food and this and that and the weather and right. Ireland. 
And he goes, so, um, what's up with your president? (laughs) (laughs) You're like, I'm so happy to answer on his behalf. I let me get into this. (laughs) Let me get into the studio. Um, I think it's a really good supporting cast in this movie. I'll tell you, um, having just finished watching Succession, the Mm -hmm. first season, it's very hard to take Matthew McFadden seriously mm. as any other character now other than Me Tom. Me too, I know. Yeah. And he was Mr. Darcy. I know. I can't even imagine rewatching that movie. No, now. I don't. <laughs> I think it's ruined for me forever now. Yeah. He's so gross on that show. Yeah. But great. Yeah. Um, Frost Nixon, it's... Uh, I might say it's the most cerebral movie. Yes. Of mm-hmm. the five. Yes. It's, it's, it's intellectually affecting. I, I wouldn't say that there was a moment where I particularly got emotional nope. one way or the other, yeah. but I was intrigued by the material. It felt like they stayed pretty true to the historical accuracy yeah. Yeah. of the event, which I appreciated. Uh, and I thought the supporting cast was really strong, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I love uh, Sam. His last name is Rockwell. Rockwell, thank you. Love mm-hmm. Sam Rockwell in anything. Yeah. He did not get a chance to dance in this movie, and I think Shame. that's a real missed opportunity. Yeah. Uh, um, I thought uh, Oliver Platt was great. Mm-hmm. Oliver Platt. Yeah. They both had... Uh, they both had um, Jobs in this movie that were sort of perfunctory. Like yeah. I, they didn't really get a chance to do a lot, but I feel like with the characters that they had, they they really made and crafted a performance. Yeah, out yeah. Of it. I thought even Kevin Bacon did a good job, and I think his role in particularly is very tough, sort of one notey. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. VIP for the uh, supporting cast for me was that dog at the end when he comes out and he goes, mm-hmm. he says like, "Is that what you call a?" A dachshund, mm-hmm. and then pets that dog mm-hmm. sadly. Yeah, I wasn't, but again, emotional. But I was like, "That's the sa- that's maybe the saddest moment mm-hmm. I've almost ever seen on yeah. film." And just pets that dog, and it's like, mm. mm-hmm. gets into the car. Yeah, Tough. Nixon. You think Didn't... you ever wore those shoes? Great oh, question. It's a very good question. That was a nice, nice final sh- fuck. They're nice shoes. Yeah. They're great shoes. I bet you put them on once, like. In his office, like when he was by himself. Yeah. yeah. But he definitely never wore them out in public. Yeah. No. Well, men's shoes should have laces. We like to imagine that he I, begrudgingly I, respects David Frost at that point. Yeah. And maybe would put on the shoes as a I sign do, of respect. I do personally prefer lace shoes. I don't really like wearing a loafer. Really? I, yeah. So. Ooh, I so love I anything that's. So I can just to call, slip on. Yeah. Call, call me Nixon. Yeah. I, I, I have <laughs> I to <will> say. <laughs> Uh, I was very brave this past summer and went to a wedding where I wore a tux and I wore loafers without socks and I was really out of my comfort zone. Wow. Did you sexually assault anybody later on that night? Well, yeah, <laughs> obviously. Um, I, I was out of like my comfort zone and it, yeah. it felt great, you yeah. guys. It felt really great. Good for you. Yeah, I tanned yeah. my ankles because I knew they'd be showing. Yeah. Ooh, that's yeah. impressive. That Fake is tanner. I wouldn't even think about it. I wouldn't even think about doing that. No. Yeah, well, that's why you're you and I'm me. That's true. Shall we move on? Yes. Yes, Our next film is our other political film of the year, which is Milk. Milk. Um, God, again, we did talk, went over this with Mystic River. I, like, he's so unlikable, I don't want to like anything that he does. Uh, mm-hmm. But he's, damn, Sean Penn is good. Yeah. He he's disappears. Real. He does. And, in this, this role. And this he one, does. you know, it's weird looking back, because this was his second Oscar win, and it's almost like, looking back, I was, it's like, I wish he had one for Mystic River, because this is a Better, better performance. By far. By far. Um, and then, you know, maybe someone like Bill Murray could have won. Mm-hmm. I have almost nothing to say about it because, again, it's one of those, sort of like Frost Nixon 2, it's one of those movies where, like, I just, 
I watched this one on the plane, mm-hmm. and I just watched it all the way through. Didn't even get up to go to the bathroom yep. or anything, and turned it off. And turned to Manny and was like. That's a great movie. Yep. It's a great movie. Yeah. It's very enjoyable. Josh Brolin. I, I always love to see Josh, Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin is great in this. He's he incredible. Yeah. He's Layers. incredible. Yeah. yeah. So much. And just like, and, and I just love like, um, I love seeing San Francisco mm-hmm. and, and especially that time. And yeah, it just made me proud to be, it's one of those movies that made me proud to be like, this is going to sound so cheesy, but <laughs> nothing makes me feel proud to be an American anymore. Right. And this sort of did. Right. Where I was like, cool, this is something when the, that... When an American killed Harvey Milk. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah. you did Take it. Take that. For all of us. <laughs> this was just, like, it's just incredible. To, it's, I think it's an incredible story. And I think it's really incredible. interesting that in the film that he casts a lot of the non... Um, a lot of the straight characters that have major roles in the film at with gay actors not mm-hmm. Josh Brolin but Dennis O'Hare mm-hmm. plays like the senator or congressman yeah. and that Victor Garber plays the mayor and stuff like that, that Victor was, Garber's gay? Oh yeah I love Victor I Garber I think he's the best I think he's out finally now. okay I, I, I'll say one of the things that really endeared me to this movie watching it for the podcast was the first time I had seen the movie sadly mm-hmm. it just passed me by yeah uh, I love that when you meet Harvey Milk in the movie, he has already come to terms with and accepted his homosexuality and yeah. isn't ashamed of it and is proud of it yeah. and yeah. is proudly out. And I think in my conception of what I thought the movie was going to be was there's usually like in the first get like act. 45 minutes of him trying to come to yeah. terms with it. And like we the talked last about. hour they would try to shove in like everything he actually yeah. did. Yeah. Like yeah. we talked about with um, the with horror movies like mm-hmm. I don't need to know why this person is mm-hmm. crazy and wants to kill or whatever like mm-hmm. I don't like for, for something like this it's the 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 subject matter is too important and what he did is too important yeah. mm-hmm. to almost and it's and it's also indicative that it's bigger than himself yes. it's not yeah. just about him yes. and his story and like growing up and whatever mm-hmm. it's about like what he says to Emil Hirsch when he's like what was it like being a little little queer kid in um mm-hmm. Wherever like, he's where, from, Phoenix, yeah. I think, mm-hmm. and uh, like it doesn't. You get from that one line. Oh, I know what it was. I know what his childhood mm-hmm. was like. It was probably terrible, you know. Yeah. Like, but I don't need anything beyond that because what he's doing now is what matters. Yeah, like, that endeared me so much to him. How strong he was, and how comfortable in his own skin he was, and I, I love the scene when they first open the camera shop and they meet the business owner next door mm-hmm. and he's an asshole to them. Yeah. And I feel like there's a version of the movie where that affects Harvey really strongly. Right. But he doesn't give a shit. Not at all. He's yeah. like, fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. Yeah. And I love that. That's so, that, that is such a strong choice. Yeah. For a movie like this. I was this, more angry. For a movie like this, was. there's very little that Gus Van Zandt does that's precious. Mm-hmm. Like even his death, like, Josh Brolin walks in the office and he shoots him and that's it. Yeah. yeah. It's, um, even though that's definitely probably what happened, like you expect in a movie like this that we get like a scene where randomly like James Franco's there or mm-hmm. yeah. like someone's there to hear like his last words or something and mm-hmm. they don't treat anything preciously. Like it's yeah. just like this is what happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is who he was. I feel like if somebody pulled a gun on me too, I would do the exact same thing. It was such a yeah. a tough moment to watch where yeah. he puts out his hand and it's yeah. like, yeah. no. Yeah. 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 His hand's not going to stop that bullet. He, uh, 
you know, Sean Penn, I mean, what can you say? The, the way that he affected that character, his mannerisms, his speech. Um, I, I just think he did an incredible yeah. job. And like you, I'm not prone to like him as a person. Uh-huh. Uh, but he he just disappeared into that role. And I, it probably for me was the strongest performance of, of all the films we watched. Yeah. And I feel like, you know... Um, there are a lot of memorable moments in that movie that I'll remember 20 years from now. I don't know if I can say the same of Benjamin Button. Yes, um, right. And and I had seen Frost Nixon previously, and there was so much I had forgotten about. What like I forgot yeah. the funding plot of yeah. that yeah. movie. Like I just remember the interview. Yeah. But I feel like with Milk, I I, I think I'll remember so much of beginning to end yeah. the things yeah. that happened in that movie because it was so. It was just so well drawn and performed. And the whole Diego Luna thing where, you know, this would like cripple a lot of people, but that, you know, it didn't cripple Huffing Milk. He had stuff to do, so it just mm-hmm. kind of had to get pushed to the background yep. for him. And yeah. And that was such a sad that's yeah. such a dark moment too. But yeah. it is just it was just a it's just good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's very like uh, maybe the word I would use for it is mature. The yeah. movie yeah. felt mature. I, I like the James Franco milk relationship after they break up. Yes. Yeah. That feels very complicated and interesting. But real. Like, yeah. in a, it, yeah. it's such a real... It, so real. Mm-hmm. Because those things happen. You you break up with somebody, but you still love them. Yeah. But you're, you, you, you find some sort of friendship, yeah. and there was respect between them. Especially yeah. in the LGBTQ community, where it's so, like... You had to be at that time. It's such a small community, like right. you and and you need each other. You yeah. need, they needed each other and they needed to lean on each other because the those people that they had were finite. There's mm-hmm. not. It was not an unlimited number. Yeah. And I, yeah, I just I, I loved this movie. I, I also think aside from the obvious positive messages that this movie gives, one of the things that I and this is maybe an unintended consequence, but most of us know. Harvey Milk as a person, and, and we know his place in history. But before this movie, I had never heard of that awful orange juice lady. And oh, Anita Bryant. Anita Bryant. And she'll just disappear into history, and no one will remember her yeah. and the awful things she did. Unless but they we watch Milk, remember. and then like, <laughs> yeah. what, I, what I did was like, God, I just want to punch her in the face. Yeah. yeah. Fuck Anita Bryant, man. Yeah. Yeah. She sucks. Yeah. But, but Glad but, that toilet flushed, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. At the correct time. Yeah. yeah. No, that was exactly right. But just my point being that that history will remember milk yeah. Yeah. And, and she'll be forgotten mm-hmm. in the annals of awful people. Yeah. And right. I'm glad that she'll be forgotten yeah. because that's what she deserves. Yeah. I only wish we could forget Trump so easily. Yeah. Well, maybe well, we will. Hopefully one day we will. Hopefully maybe one day we will. we'll be like I Millard guess. Fillmore. Millard, yeah. yeah. Who knows <laughs> anything about Millard Fillmore? Or like... Henry the only thing I know about him is he has a popular comic called Mallard Fillmore about him, but it's a duck instead of a president. All right, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that brings us to our last nominee that did not win, The Reader. Okay. I feel like you might, might want to start because you really um, seem to I hate would actually movie. like you guys to start and then um, well, given, talk about The Reader. Given how strongly you feel about this, I think... I think it'll make for an interesting conversation. Um, I I don't know that it was my favorite movie, Mm -hmm. but I found it to be the most interesting concept. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, despite myself, kept wondering what... I I sort of had to stop the movie a couple times. It was just like one of those days where I couldn't watch it all in one Mm -hmm. sitting. And I think that actually helped cement my opinion on it because 
I was thinking about it. Mm -hmm. Like I, I stopped it about 30 minutes in and I was like, I wonder where this movie's gonna go, because I don't know. Mm -hmm. And then I, I then I had to stop it about an hour in, um, sort of when the big reveal happens. Uh -huh. And I was like, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. I'm intrigued. Yep. I'm intrigued. And um, I, you know, I, I think that what I didn't love about the movie was was some of what I felt like you might call the more um, treacly, Oscar Beatty mm -hmm. kind of um, twists and turns in the story. But I, I think I I will walk away from this movie thinking about it a lot. And when I finished it, I didn't watch it with my wife. But when I was done, I thought, I think I think Cat should see this movie. Uh -huh. um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna stop there for now and let you guys talk and we can dig in. Well, my comment would be I when I first saw this movie back in 2008 or whatever, mm -hmm. I really liked it. And part of that, and I'm again personal thing, my mother when I was eight years old. When I was did I ever talk about this before? I don't think I don't know. <laughs> when I was a child, I was very obsessed with the Holocaust. And so, oh yes, I, I told you. Talk about this with Schindler's List, right? With Schindler's List. Yeah. When I was eight years or old, or the pianister. Yeah, when I was eight yeah. years old, my mother told me that I, he, she thought I had died in the Holocaust and was reincarnated. Mm. Which, by the way, don't say that to your eight-year-old daughter. <laughs> it's like very yeah. upsetting. Yeah. Um, but so I, I'm interested in this. Uh, I was interested. I, I liked this movie because, again, it's tangentially related to World War II and the Holocaust, sure. and so it was always interesting to me. Uh, on rewatch, I liked it less. I am. I was sort of just like, first of all, I feel Kate Winslet is miscast. She's so, and I, I, I say this as somebody that's in the hole for Kate Winslet. Mm -hmm. I love her. I think her, she's so magnetic and bubbly, not bubbly, that's not the right, she's mm -hmm. so vibrant and mm -hmm. full of life mm -hmm. and so watchable. I don't buy her as this, like, I don't buy her as this, like, dumb SS guard, like, yeah. beaten down by life or, like, well, I had to do the job or whatever. Yeah. I don't buy her in this role, essentially. Um, that being said, you know, she's good. The sex is hot. There's full, mm -hmm. you see some, some, Dong and it really did. Glad, and I'm glad I didn't watch this on the plane. <laughs> for yeah, that, that was reason. a good call. Yeah. It's always yeah. fun watching movies on planes when like you either haven't watched them in a while or like forget things and you're like watching them and you're like, Yep. Moving it towards the window. <laughs> yeah. I was watching it at work on my laptop and I had a Internet Explorer like screen up that I could push in front <laughs> of the movie in case somebody walked by. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of T and A. Yes. And D. Uh, and D. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, this movie's garbage. <laughs> wow. Coming right out the gate. Coming in high. Um, uh, I thought it garbage. was. Garbage. I thought this movie was um, bad in 2008. And you know what the thing is about garbage? If you leave it out for 10 years, here we go. It smells even worse. Worse. Okay. <laughs> wow. Um, it sort of starts as like this weird, like soft core Nazi related porno, porno movie. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. Uh -huh. True. Um, true. And then, um, okay, here's my biggest problem with this film. Okay. Is that the whole conceit of this movie is this person is so ashamed that she cannot Yeah, that's read, a, this is insane. That she basically... Less ashamed that she led a church of... Not even less, like, says... Basically, yes, I wrote this mm -hmm. thing and I am responsible for the death of 300 people. Yep. Mm -hmm. So here's, here's something about me. I can't ride a bike. 
Mm-hmm. I never learned how to ride a bike. Wait, okay. is that true? It's true. So oh, this fuck. would be like me being so ashamed of not being able to ride a bike. We yeah. should be. That I was on trial for 9-11. <laughs> and someone said, no, it was him. I saw him riding away on his bike. And I'd be like, yep, that was definitely me riding my bike away from the town. <laughs> So let me like let, let's let's <laughs> let, let's dig into this a little bit because I, I, the, the movie the why movie, can't I write a bike? Yeah, I really want to talk about why this. What went you, wrong? Like, here's the thing: you know about training wheels. Looking right? back now, here's what I think it was: is that my best friend growing up was a girl who lived across the street, and I remember her riding a bike. She was a little bit older than me, riding a bike for the first time without training wheels, and she fell off and cracked her head open. And I think it was like a childhood trauma, and I was like, nope, thank you, not interested, bye. By the way, that just like, and that has affected you for the rest of your life, Mm -hmm. because now you're not, you know, you don't take risks. Mm -hmm. I don't. Nope. So... I mean, I did start a movie podcast. Who's ever done that before? <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, I, I, I want to dig in on this a little bit yeah. because the movie never explicitly states this, but I get the impression that because she couldn't read, that's sort of how she got into, this is like an awful way to say this, but this yeah. mess of like being an SS well, that's guard. How she got and into like, the Nazis. Well, I, yeah. I think, and the one interesting thing I think the movie brings up is like this idea of, well, what was I supposed to do? What would you have done? Yeah. Which I think we can, I mean, is an is a interesting thing to explore. Like if you were in Nazi Germany, what would you have done? Would you have been like stood up or would you have like just been in the background, maybe not an SS guard, but... Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's why it loses me, though, because, yeah. like, that is an interesting concept. Yeah. But, like, I'll tell you what most people probably wouldn't do. Yeah. And that's, like, voluntarily be an SS guard. And, right. And also, and then, so, and then let's go one step further. I also think that, like, probably you'd be able to look back and say, like, yeah, we should open the fucking church doors. Yeah. Or, like, whatever, like. And in particular, you wouldn't say, no, these other women aren't near as guilty as me. I couldn't have written that. I don't know how to read or write. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, 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 think, I think you land on an interesting point, which is her illiteracy. I, I think what the movie's trying to do is give her an out. Yeah, that, that they're that trying says, to make us feel bad for her, yeah, which I yeah. don't think we should. You don't. Yeah. You should not yeah. feel bad for her. She, you, sh- you, you don't get that. Also, you don't get it. Also, speaking of the court case, it's crazy to me that all those other women get four years and three months for aiding and abetting the murder of three hundred yeah. women. Yes, it's like four years. Uh, you're more responsible, so life in prison with the possibility of parole, but only four years yeah. for aiding and betting seems, 300 people being Seems perfect. like a jump. Yeah. Seems, yeah. seems like a jump. I will say, it, he does, that scene in the courtroom, I feel like it would be real tough to, like, discover that your first love was a Nazi. Yes. Oh, and, yeah. And um, sure. he took it real well. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know why? Because he got that dick wet. That's Ew. right. <laughs> Craig. Listen, it's just a part Bridge of life. too far. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the other elephant in the room, which okay. is Lena Olin and her makeup. <laughs> yes. I was, like, baffled as to why they put old makeup lady, old lady makeup on Lena Olin for that courtroom scene. And then when they cut to later and mm-hmm. Ray Fiennes goes to her daughter uh-huh. and... Surprise! It's Lena Olin. Yep. I was like, "This is bullshit." No need. You no can, need. You Just, no need. You, 
Could have just cast a different actress. Could have yes. just cast an old, an old like, yeah. was it that important to you that it's like, oh, she looks exactly yeah. like her mother? Now, you know, it'd be interesting if that character was Benjamin Buttoning. Oh, oh yeah. shit. Yeah. Maybe that. that was totally wrong and yeah. she was Benjamin Buttoning. Yeah, Do it's we, actually the same woman. Do she's we, just <laughs> aging in reverse. Do you guys think Ray Fiennes lost a bet to Stephen Daldry so he had to be in this movie? <laughs> like, why would Ray Fiennes do I just don't get why Ray Fiennes would do this movie. There feels like nothing challenging for him. Like, yeah. he seems like an actor that only wants to do things. Because he was a Nazi in Schindler's List. For the most part, yeah. And so he was like, I want to make up for it. I got to the other side. That's why Ben Kingsley just played Adolf Eichmann. Yes. He was like, I was a good guy in Schindler's List. Now I got to be the bad guy. Also, this really does feel like the Oscar year of characters aging and being younger and older. Uh And for Fines, I felt like he's perpetually 50 in my mind. So, like, it was sort of hard to buy him when he's like, the 1970s Michael Berg, yeah. and he just looks 50, but he has yeah. sideburns. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's the 70s yeah. now. He's sporting um, sideburns. I also think the kid who plays Young Ray Fiennes is not good. He's not a good actor. No, I think, I think he's he, Well, I mean, weird cheeks in his defense, like, he really only played one emotion, which is, like, bafflement. Like, yeah. he seems just baffled by everything. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, and my gosh. I, She's a Nazi, and she can't read? Also, can we, also <laughs> can we talk about how Ray Fiennes' character misses... Um, that Nazi strange so much that he dedicates his entire life to reading books like in all yeah. his free time and sending her tapes. Yeah. I, you, you know what's interesting is I feel like the the manipulation of the movie did not work on you and it worked on me. And I, I don't know why. I, I, I can't explain it, but I think that I, I was... Um, cynically you could say manipulated or moved yeah. by the idea that he had this fling... With a with a woman, mm-hmm. and then finds out that she's done something awful. Forget the illiteracy part. I actually think you could broom that from the movie, and it yeah. would work just yeah. as well. They have to um, retitle the movie, though. They would. Yeah. Just I like they probably have to. They probably have to call it the Nazi. The secret <laughs> Nazi. Um, so I, I feel like that I was I was intrigued by that idea that like, and I don't know if I've seen that. In a movie before, the, the that you fall in love with somebody, you find out they've done something awful, and then how do you reconcile that? And I think the idea of him reading to her was an interesting way for his character to reconcile how he felt about her and what he could yeah. do for her going forward. Yeah. Like, yeah. I can't be with you. I can't be your husband. Right. I can't even see you. I just can't do it. Yeah. And that was like again that. One of the moments in the movie that worked for me because I got angry was the moment where he's still young, Michael Berg, mm-hmm. and he's going to the prison. And he can't go in. And he and can't see go her. in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I knew the movie was working for me because I wanted him to see her. Sure. And I thought, okay, I'm, I'm, into, I'm into this movie if yeah. I care enough. Um, and then, you know, when they eventually do reconcile when he goes to the prison and, and she's about to be released, I was frustrated by that scene. I was frustrated that... It was so curt, and he was so distant to her, and she needed human connection, and he couldn't give her that. All of that stuff, I think, is interesting, and I totally understand the reason why you don't connect to that movie, and I think it is sort of a giant plot hole that it's like, I I wish they had come up with something better. I wish that because of her illiteracy, she sort of fell into this job, and and she didn't know what it was, and that church scene didn't happen. It it was something different, something that... You wanted her to be humanized, and and in the end, that's, that's the thing about this movie, is like, 
she's not the good she's not yeah. the good guy. Mm-hmm. I think I think the three things with this movie that annoy me the most are a there's two things about it that feel very Oscar. One that it is a Holocaust story that we get if not every year, at least every two out of every three years, either a foreign film or a domestic film about the Holocaust. And this, kind of like you were saying, feels like a stretch of a story that mm-hmm. just needs to connect to the Holocaust to get Oscar votes. B, this, we've talked about this in the past with him, but this, it didn't win, so it doesn't top like the Shakespeare and love thing, but this is such a Weinstein, like, yeah. throwing elbows to get this movie in the top five. Mm-hmm. Best mm-hmm. Picture category mm-hmm. for me. Um, and the fact that Kate Winslet, who is one of our best actresses, has her Oscar for this movie, and I think it's maybe her worst performance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't think she's bad. In I don't this, think she's bad. She's I just think every single the, the only time she's bad, the only Winslet, time she's okay. bad is when the scenes that are like she can't read before we know she can't read. Yeah. Yes. And it like well, shows her being like, that. like I'm, yeah. I'm gonna make Megan take a video of me that I'll post on Instagram of me being Kate Winslet <laughs> yeah. not knowing how Confused to read. Confused by the menu. Yeah. yeah. Which by the way, I get not being able to read. Yeah. You could probably read a menu. Like yeah. if you've been And even if you can't, you wouldn't like dart your eyes for 45 seconds yeah. until like yeah. and you're say, practiced enough at her age uh, yeah. to have know what how he's to having. Them. Yeah. Yeah, you would be you would be better at faking that you can't read. Yes. If you're that if you're that ashamed of it. It's not, I didn't I'm somewhere between the two of you. I think it was fine. I didn't like it as much as the first time, but I do think that makeup on both on both Lena Olin and Kate Winslet is mm-hmm. unforgivable. Yes. It's stifle. I feel Somebody it's stifling the actor. I agreed. feel like so it, I want to see who did it. I wonder if it's the same. Did you see J. Edgar? No. Mm-mm. The old age makeup in J. Edgar is Terrible. disqualifying. Like, that makeup artist should never work again. We should put them in a church and yeah. light on fire. Right? <laughs> that maybe was I hope like, you're not listening. That was maybe was like a little dark. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I also think at the end, when like Ray finds is telling the story to his daughter, it seems very dramatic. Yeah. 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 Also, maybe like she doesn't need to know. Like, yeah. Yeah. guys, there are some things that like we shouldn't tell our kids. Yeah. Just yeah. saying. It's, I found that to be a very jarring ending to the movie, and I literally mean how it ends. He's like, let me tell you a little bit about Hannah. Yeah. When I was 15, I met a girl. Credits. And it's like, yeah. you, you would think that it would fade out. Or they'd be walking she was 32. <laughs> <laughs> and also, turns out, total illiterate Nazi. Yeah, you're not going to see this twist coming. <laughs> she bathed me one time. Let me show you this picture of me and my dick. Um, Big dick. So that Huge. brings us to our winner yes. for the year, which is Slumdog Millionaire. I knew dun, you were going to do dun. that. And I did it, too. Yes. Did it too. Slumdog. Uh, another movie that I was disappointed in when it first came out. This is a long movie. It's long. Mm-hmm. Or it feels long. I think it runs you know exactly feel, at two, you know but it feels, feels long. so long is because it's too on the nose. Like the fact that we see like 10 of the 15 questions and everyone relates to a, not just his life, but a specific uh-huh. moment story. Yes. Like, 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 A to Z, this is, like, one, like, story rung in my life. Like, obviously the major one, but still. And every single one of these things happen, and that's why I know the answer to these questions. I'll tell you what, what killed this movie for me. if Because I thought about this a lot. Because you saw Lion and all the scenes look exactly the same. Actually, the I did see Lion, and, Lion. Ma- and Maddie watched it on the plane and loved it so much. Anyway, i got to watch Lion. Um, here's, what, here's what about this movie that, that I think kills it is it's 
made it's it's made into the love story is mm-hmm. his put number one is made the most yeah. important thing mm-hmm. and I don't care and I don't buy it. Yep. And that I like the idea of this kid going on who wants to be a millionaire and like even if it is on the nose it just happens that these questions have like whatever. Mm-hmm. I for, for that to be for the end goal of this for this all to be that he gets to like bang Frida Pinto mm-hmm. I don't buy. Mm-hmm. I don't ever see them fall in love. I don't know why he loves her. He like they're like friends as kids for like a minute, I yeah. guess. And then like he lets her in from the rain. Yeah. Live under the carport. To live under the carport, whatever. And then he, like, sees her again and she's, or, like, you know, wants to hunt her down. And, like, Mm -hmm. that's me, honestly, a little stalkery. Mm -hmm. So after all of that, I don't, that's why I'm, I don't have any sort of, like, emotional connection to it. Because if it was just about him getting out of the slum or helping his his brother or helping his family or want being with a woman that he loves. If I saw like why they, how they fall in love, that would be one thing, but I have no, um, skin in the game. I have, I'm not emotionally invested in their relationship at all. And so for that reason, my favorite part of the whole movie is Jai Ho. That's it. Mm -hmm. That's all I have to say. Well, uh, and, and a good part of the movie it is, um, I, I feel like this movie was a lot of interesting, disparate ideas. I love the sequence on the train car. I love adventurous kids that felt like when yeah. when he's sort of dipping down Mission Impossible style. To try style. to get the non, yeah, to get stuff, the yeah. non bread. A lot of that oh, is really fun. Indian food tonight. Oh, I know, it's so good. Kat so doesn't good. like it, so I never get to eat what? it. What? Oh, and there's, yeah. that really, there's a really good place right by your It's right across the street. <gasps> um, anyway. Almost um, as bad as being married to a vegetarian. It's awful. Oh, except it, there's a lot of vegetarian Indian food, so yeah, like, we can true. still do, do Indian, that Indian really easily. Damn. Uh, it's a lot of disparate ideas that I like. Fuck you, Kat. <laughs> <laughs> The disparate ideas are good. I like a lot of the adventure sequences. I think um, I I didn't emotionally connect. And I think that's sort of what you're saying. It's like you want to care about the relationship between Latika um, and and our hero. And you just, I don't, I I never cared like I wanted to care. Yeah, I totally agree. I think there's a lot of, I mean, it feels like uh, you She's an knowing, Indian like, manic pixie dream girl. Oh, yeah. yeah. But also, totally. no, uh, what I was going to say is knowing, like, Danny Boyle's film work leading up to this, like, yeah, this makes sense that this is what his best director Oscar is for. Not necessarily the story, but, like, the film work, it very much, like, takes, like, there are moments that remind me of Trainspotting mm-hmm. in Slumdog, yeah. how it's shot. Um, but, yeah, there's, there's, it's, like, a nice story. Like, I get why it made money. Like, I get why it was crowd-pleasing. Like, yeah. But there's nothing deep there. Although some of the imagery, some of the stuff is very upsetting. A, yes. the poop is gross. Like, I actually wrote down about this. Can we talk about why would that guy have signed? Yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing. If I was a very famous movie star yeah. and some child came up to me covered head to toe in shit, yeah. I would not sign. Mm-mm. No. I would definitely think it was some sort of prank or maybe yeah. some yeah. sort of terrorist attack. Yes. <laughs> oh my God, it's horrifying. <laughs> Um, and also, like, a lot of the stuff that happens, I mean, it's like a nice story, right? Like, love story. A lot of the stuff that happens to Frida Pinto is, like, that we don't see is, like, dark as fuck. Yeah, Disturbing. Like, she's, like, basically prostituted. She's, yeah, yeah, she's fucked by the brother, yeah. like, when she's, like, a kid, mm-hmm. which is, it's upsetting, yeah. Can we talk about how 
the brother is bad. He's yeah. a the brother's a bad person. brother, yes. and I know he has like this moment that we're supposed to forgive him for because at the very end he makes a good choice. Yes. I don't forgive you. You're no. bad the entire movie up until that. And one good choice does not make a good person. No. No. And all you Bye. did, by the way, was like let him let her go. Like, yeah. like oh, yeah. you did the right thing. <laughs> like that's we don't get to you don't get a pat on the back for that. Yeah. See you in hell, motherfucker. I did not like that brother character at no. all. Bruno Mars, you mean? <laughs> I'll tell you one thing. Dev Patel, when he does movies that have the exact same uh, running on train backstories, mm-hmm. has bad brothers. Mm-hmm. He's got a bad brother. Guys, Lion. no spoilers <laughs> about Lion. No Lion spoilers. I haven't seen it. No spoilers. He has a really good real brother in Lion, but a bad adopted brother in Lion. Mm-hmm. <sighs> um, you know, there were some there were some funny moments. Um, I. I I'm, I'm trying to think about what will I what will I remember about this movie ten years from now? What, what do I take away from it? Um, I, I think I think the best director nom and win makes sense because I did like a lot of the uh, the style of the movie. Uh-huh. I'll probably remember mm-hmm. there was a lot of neon, a lot of bright colors, the way the flashbacks were shot, sort of like handheld into the jittery frame. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I'll remember the way it looks. And the scope, too. The, like, mm-hmm. even, like, the, the scope of, like, the, the slums, basically. Yeah. And, like, mm-hmm. seeing the real, whatever, the real India. And when then, then at the end, when they're looking over the buildings, that the new buildings that are going up, and he's saying this used to be our slum. Yeah. It's it's interesting. I, I, I don't I don't think it's uninteresting. I just think it's bad when I'm like when the the MIA song came on and I was like, oh, I remember yeah. this. This is such a great song. <laughs> and I'm like jamming to yeah. I was like, for a while. And then in my head, I was like, was this in the Pineapple Express trailer first or was it in this movie yeah. first? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not. It doesn't bode super well. It's not. Um, <laughs> here's what I remember because I saw this movie ten years ago. Yeah. I remember the shit scene. Yep. Yep. Um, I think that's basically visually like the main thing I remember. Jai Ho. I think you remember Jai Ho. Well, I remember Jai Ho because I have a good friend from college who's Indian and we went to her wedding and we joked the whole time. My brother and I went and uh, our friend Kate and we were like, I can't wait for them to play Jai Ho. And then they played Jai Ho. Yes. And they literally, it was like every other song was like US pop song and then... Indian song and then they played Jai Ho and we were like this was is everybody really, like Jai this is really happening we were like <laughs> yeah do that do, 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 do. what is what, like change the light bulb yeah change the light bulb change the light bulb I, I would say that of do course um, Jamal falling in shit uh-huh. is disturbing but I would say there's a more disturbing moment in the movie and that's when and this is very personally triggering for me they refill a used water bottle and then seal it with glue to make you think that it's brand new and I can't think of anything worse (laughs) (laughs) Um, now every time you have a water bottle you're gonna be like like, (laughs) wait I didn't hear the click I didn't hear the snap also doesn't it feel like and honestly, I don't know enough about like how India's like TV culture works mm-hmm. with game shows. Torturing him felt like it was too a, much. A bit much. It feels yeah. like if you think that he's lying, you mm-hmm. would just find a way to get him off get the him show off the some shows. other way, as opposed to like like torturing him, like yeah. breaking yes. the Geneva Convention because yes. this guy keeps winning rupees. Yeah, yeah. that's that seems. I would call it an overreaction. Yeah. Yeah. It's too much. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't... I think think in the... Yeah, I don't know what else to say. I was going to say, like... I was going to say there's also... Just... I think the movie feels long, too, because there's a lot of, like, 
there's scams and this and that. And it like, weirdly feel it's a weirdly long feeling movie given the fact that I f- like the pace of the filmmaking is quick. Yeah, and it's two hours long, but it does feel longer than that. I, might, I don't know exactly. What I might argue that the reason is because it doesn't continue to upend our expectations. We yeah. are mm-hmm. the, the sort of we know thematically the same things continue to happen. He continues looking for his love. His brother continues to betray him. Yeah, uh, and 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 so we're sort of playing the same beats. They're just getting older, and we're changing the setting. Yeah. I think it, if they could have dug more into character. Yeah. and and given us some revelations about who they are. Yeah, and developed their relationships with each other. Yeah, yeah. Then I think that that might have made the movie move along faster. I will say, you know, of course, the moment when. Um, his brother uh, shoots the bad guy in the head. Yeah. Is the first time you're like, oh, oh shit, okay. something's happened yeah. in this movie. Yeah. yeah, but I think we needed more of that. Yeah, to, to make the movie really uh, to flow better. Yeah. Um, so before we move on to some other movies from the year, let's rank the nominees. Alec, mm. we'll start with you. Five okay. to one. Five to one. Okay. Um, five. I'm gonna go Benjamin Button. Mm-hmm. Then I'm gonna go Slumdog. Okay. Then uh, next, um, what what were they? <laughs> the Reader, Frost Nixon, and Milk. Frost Nixon next. The Reader, Milk. Megan. This is really hard. This is one of the hardest things to rank. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think there's clear bottom and top, but okay. So five, I think I'm gonna go. I think I'm gonna go Slumdog. Um, four, I'm gonna go The Reader. Three, I'll go Benjamin Baton. And then two, I think I would say Frost Nixon and one Milk. Uh, my ranking, uh, you guys are gonna be surprised, five is The Reader. No. <laughs> Shocking. Really? Uh, and then Benjamin Button. And then Slumdog. And then Frost Nixon. And my number one of the nominated movies would also be Milk. Wow. So Milk. It was a so good movie. It was good. Yeah, it's a good movie. And I don't um, like and biopics. And yeah. that's why, that, that's the, yeah. I don't like biopics. I never like biopics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think the exception to this rule is because they didn't try and make it, it was not about Harvey Milk. It yeah. was about the movement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um... So, uh, let's talk about some other movies from the year. Let's Great. start with Dark Knight, because yes. that movie is often cited as the fact that it did not get a nomination was the reason the Academy the next year expanded mm-hmm. to right. a larger thing. So, uh, Alec, why don't you start? Because I know you want to talk a little bit about this movie. Heath Ledger did win for his performance. Correct. Is that right? Yes. As he should have. Yes. Um, you know, should it have been on the best Picture list, I probably would have put it in over Benjamin Button, let's mm-hmm. say. I mean, I think it had um, a wider scope. I thought it was a more interesting movie. It, it said something. It said something. It was a great crime movie. Yeah. The performances are really strong. It's it's really well directed. Um, and, of course, I, I think probably Heath Ledger's performance in that movie is one of the scariest I've ever seen. I remember seeing that movie in the Cinerama Dome, and the first scene where the Joker comes in and he smashes that guy's head mm-hmm. on the pencil, 
I truly got scared, and I thought, yeah. I have no idea what this character's going to do. He's completely unpredictable, yeah. and that's, that is a great marriage of the script, the actor, and, um, and the director, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I haven't seen a performance like that specifically since that movie came yeah. out, and yeah. so I'm so glad he won, but... Given that that is a marriage between all of those different things, I, I do think that's a reason why the movie probably deserved to be one of the nominees. Yeah, um. I agree. I love. I'm. I. I like. I see all the comic. I see most of the comic book movies. Yeah. I'm not a big comic. I'm not a big you know DC or Marvel person. Right. Like I'm a you know like pretty Megan's cool. Megan's, I guess. Megan's more into like indies. Yeah, I'm like, like she's I'm like, like, like a ghost world. Yeah. Like. <laughs> no, I'm just like not a fucking nerd, guys. <laughs> Um, but I would say it's, this is probably my favorite, uh, my favorite comic book movie. And uh, again, a big part of that is I'm super into Christopher Nolan. Mm-hmm. I loved Inception. Come at me. Do at me, please. <laughs> Love all, like I've lo- I liked Interstellar. I like everything Christopher yeah. Nolan. I think it's so interesting. Um, I love this movie. It's just, we talk about movies that I don't have too much to say other than you're right. It's very scary. The, the. Uh, Heath Ledger's very scary. You know, Aaron Eckhart is very... Like, mm-hmm. that whole... Like, it's just as great. It, yeah. There's nothing wasted. It's a long movie. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a full movie. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wasted. I think that that sequence of the two boats, the two mm-hmm. whatever, is one of the best things on film in the past, like, 20 years. I think that's, that is what sticks out to me the most about that movie. I, I love this movie. Mm-hmm. It's great. I think for me, the opening heist is kind of the the high point of the movie and mm-hmm. Ledger's performance, of course. I actually think the movie unravels a little bit in the last 35 to 40 minutes just because I think it comes a little more standard issue comic book film. Mm-hmm. Um, when, he, when Harvey becomes Two-Face. I think, he, I think actually that stuff's interesting. Actually, for me, a lot of it is the boats. I think a lot of it is honestly when Heath Ledger leaves the movie mm-hmm. because we leave him like literally hanging mm-hmm. about... 30 minutes before the movie ends and then we don't see him again. Yeah. Um, and I think uh, Christian Bale is a much stronger Bruce Wayne than he is a Batman, mm-hmm. mostly because of Batman voice. Um, and even I, even though I think he's a good Two-Face, I think Aaron Eckhart falls into like this Two-Face voice where both of them are just like, yeah. sure, now I have to drop, my, <laughs> drop the pitch of my voice. Yeah. That's fair. Um, uh, I think one of the but th- I think it's I think it's really good. I mean, I think it's kind of an unassailable movie, and then I think it's a very good movie no matter what. But I think the first two hours is very good, and then it it unravels slightly for me in the last thirty minutes. I, think, I still think it could have been not. I think it. Oh, I think it could have been nominated. Sure. I yeah. think. I mean, I watched. We had three weeks in between, which we don't normally have. So I watched like seven other movies, and I mean, I think I can make a case for basically every movie. I, every single movie I watched could definitely have been nominated for me over maybe everything except Milk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Agreed. So, well, Agreed. this is I, a strong Yeah. Year. I think that Dark Knight also points something out uh, about the other movies on the list, which is that Dark Knight has a really good score. Uh-huh. Hans yes. Zimmer's score for the movie yeah. is strong. Yeah. And I, I look to the movies on the list, and I, I, there's nothing memorable about the score of any of those movies except maybe Jai Ho, yeah. which is really a needle drop. I right. mean, it's not, it's not part of the score. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, I, you know, that's, part, that's one of the things maybe about the movies that's sort of lacking is I, did, I, I wasn't emotionally connected to, this, to yeah. the, the, the sound designs of right. the movie. Yeah. And um, Dark Knight is so ominous. Like, mm-hmm. that... Yeah. 
that 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 music is so ominous. It's oppressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Joker. I still like look to the Joker's score of like the slowly ascending yeah. cellos, mm-hmm. and it's like this incredible tension. And yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I think I wish that in any of those movies that there had been um, a, a stronger stronger audio presence because there's there's really not anything in those movies that I can think of. Um, yeah, I think. Uh, I'm trying to remember. I, I mean, I think Ledger's performance is the performance of the year. I think when people look back at 2008, if you think of one performance, it's going to be Heath Ledger as the Joker. Yes. Over, I'm trying to remember actually who won Best Supporting Actress. Oh, um, oh I know, I know, because I'm going to talk about it. Can I? Can we move on from the Dark Knight? Dark Knight's great. Yes. Yeah, yeah, we love Dark sure. Knight. Um, I'm pretty sure she won. Uh, I watched two movies. And one is problematic. Okay. But damn, it's a good movie. Okay. And it is called Vicky Cristina Barcelona. Oh, that's right. Oh, yes, sure. Penelope Cruz. Yeah. Oh, right. Um, that was actually on my iPad and was the one movie from this year I did not get a chance to rewatch. Um, it's so, it's easy breezy, man. Yeah. It is, it is a Weinstein movie and it is uh, a Woody, Woody Allen movie. <laughs> okay. So. <laughs> that's sexual assault bingo right yeah, there. Yeah. It really, <laughs> it really hit on both, uh, fires on all cylinders. Yeah. Um, however, it's super enjoyable it is just as also I watched it uh, when I got back from Spain yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> I did not go to Barcelona but I but I but it's such a it, it's again the the genre of Woody Allen making movies about Europe yeah I really enjoy I actually think this is his I, I really enjoyed Midnight in Paris but I think Vicky Cristina Barcelona is his best movie yeah. since the 80s probably I agree I yeah. agree it's just very it's it is just a it's the voiceover is actually done by that guy from Silicon Valley who died oh yeah I know who uh-huh. you're talking about and it's and and I think voiceover again is a tough thing to. it's so great it's yeah. such a it just like really moves the story along Javier Bardem is amazing yeah and he and Penelope Cruz who are married in real life have such yeah. great chemistry and this is before they were married too yeah, yeah. totally uh, I just love. I just think this movie is really great, and um, like I, I watched it yesterday morning with Maddie, and we were like, "Wow, what a delightful!" Yeah. A, we want to go back to Europe, and B, what a delightful movie. Yeah. Rebecca Hall also. It's funny how people yeah. come and fits and start. Like, yeah. You, yeah. she was in those two movies this year, and you haven't. She's not been in stuff. Yeah, she sort of just sort yeah. of disappeared. I know she did that movie recently where she played the newswoman who committed suicide on she camera. Was, and that actually was a great movie, and she was great in it. Hmm. She's great. Tim Simons is in that movie. Oh, interesting. Yeah. That, that went completely under the radar. Yeah. Uh, she's not as good as Scarlett Johansson, who's Christine, by the way, is what that movie's called. Not Christine. the car, not the car. Yeah, Stephen King's car, Christine. But yes, different. Though both become ghosts in the movie. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, she uh, also, she's super hot, man. <laughs> yeah. Not she just. Is. Not, I mean, Rebecca Hall is very pretty, but you see her next to Scarlett Johansson, and you're like, mm-hmm. there's like there's, there's a there is one sub there's kind of a subplot throughout the movie where it's like Scarlett Johansson's like surprised that Javier Bardem is like into her and I'm like have you looked in the mirror like what <laughs> you must have you must get this your whole life you're like yeah. maybe the most beautiful woman I've ever seen um anyway that movie was great and I watched one other movie and I love this movie so much and it, it's in my favorite genre and the genre is unhappy American couples <laughs> oh sure and that is revolutionary, revolutionary right mm-hmm. uh reteaming of my favorite duo course leo and kate uh-huh. yeah my heart will go on forever do you feel like the movie did their team up justice they're they have such incredible chemistry they're like what i think like meg they're like the drama version of meg ryan and tom hanks mm-hmm. yeah um they are 
so they're so both so good in this movie. And I know we talked earlier about like subtle performances uh-huh. and how it's like hard to pull off. Mm-hmm. And the cool thing about Revolutionary Road is they get to do both. They get to like really have that like very restrained like like unhappy, tired of fighting sort of like thing. And they also both they they get to like go at each other yeah. screaming, and it's so fun to watch. And I because I'm I'm especially too. I'm like that must have been so fun to yeah. film. Um, I love it. I think the only person that I would recast is I don't think Kathy Bates is very good. Like guys, get Margot Martindale instead yeah. of Kathy Bates. It should yes. be Margot Martindale. I think Martindale. it's maybe not. I think the role is not. Yeah, I think it. I think this role in particularly should be Margot Martindale yeah. because Kathy Bates, who I've helped uh, at work before, and she is absolutely delightful. Well, like, that's one of my very favorite mm-hmm. people I've ever helped. Well, that's nice. Um, but <laughs> well, she. That's nice. uh, <laughs> She doesn't feel bubbly enough for this character. Like, this character needs to push yeah. everything to the side and be like, have... And there's but almost... That's, but she feels... It feels put on like you can Like, way. you can tell, like, what's going on underneath, and you almost want to be able to tell less. Yeah. I just think... I think that this is... I love watching portraits of a... Portraits of an unhappy marriage or yes. watching mm-hmm. lives fall apart. And, like, I just think... And I, it's such a heartbreaking movie. And Michael Shannon, this was my introduction, I think, to Michael yeah. Shannon because mm-hmm. this was before Boardwalk or like in the beginning yeah. season Boardwalk. And he um, got nominated for this. And he got nominated for this. And he's just like, he's the shit. And I just love this movie. This movie, I, I this remember movie. when I saw it being a little disappointed in it. And then I rewatched it for the podcast. And it's very good. Like, I think I liked it better now than yeah. I liked it in 2008. I, ac- I actually think Leo's a little overmatched in this movie for me. Like, I think Winslet. that it's all about Winslet. I yeah, I know. Um, and she, she is stunning but, but too. this, God, she's gorgeous. This going out to the reader very briefly. She's so much better in this movie. So than she much is better. The Why would and she? And she got nominated the for the best actress for the Golden Globe for this movie and best supporting for the reader. And apparently, they were trying to campaign it that way for the Oscars. And for whatever reason, they ended up pushing the reader into lead. And that's. I mean, she. I think this she probably movie's won, a tough watch. She probably won. Oh, it's a hundred percent like. Not that the reader is, like, about cheery stuff. No. But a woman, spoiler alert, dying by self-inflicted abortion is yeah. much harder for people Guys, to um, we appreciate. have to keep abortion <laughs> legal. Yeah. I don't know how, uh, how many ways to fucking say this. Mm-hmm. Go watch this fucking movie and know, mm-hmm. fuck you, Brett Kavanaugh. Do not overturn Roe v. Wade. Yeah. I'm going to lose my fucking mind. Yeah. I can't keep pointing people to watch Revolutionary Road. It's a long movie. Yeah. Um, Do you think that this movie should have been in the Best Picture nominees? Spoiler alert. In I two, think it should have. Honestly, won. in yeah. 2008, I don't think it should have. And watching it now, it definitely should have been nominated. Yeah. It's weird because I remember being so excited for it because I love Sam Mendes also. Um, and seeing it at the time being like, oh, that was a little disappointing. And there are some, some for me, some of the screaming scenes. And I don't know if it's that I don't think Leo can quite match Kate Winslet in the movie and if it was I don't even know who it would be but if it was someone else maybe those scenes would they read a don't little much for me Leo. don't you talk about my Leo um, I wonder if I wonder but I love I love how dark the ending is I love ha- I love the Richard Easton like turning the hearing aid off when Kathy Bates yes. is like babbling mm-hmm. at him um David Harbour and Catherine Hahn are great Amazing. in this movie. Amazing. When he's like, I don't want I, to talk about the I Wheelers anymore. I think I slightly remember David Harbour in this movie and definitely did not remember Catherine Hahn as in this movie she's at so all. Si- she makes me so sad. Yeah, she's movie. so good in it, but it's so weird because I, 
feel like I was introduced to her in Step Brothers. Of course, I think it's as a, we all were. I think it's the same year. It was. Yeah. Again, um, you get yeah. the, the yeah. It's, it comes um, like you do a bunch at a time. Yeah. I, I wonder if the the greatest strength going into that movie was also ultimately what undid it, which is the teaming of Leo and Kate and how difficult it is for regular audiences sure. to sort yep. of disentangle themselves from Titanic. Yeah, and, who and, they and how were. lovely that was. And this is the things that they say to me. Well, it also felt really real to me because... I've said some things in arguments uh, that I do not... Whatever. Guys, let's leave my personal marriage out of this. <laughs> yeah. But no, I, I want to know more. <laughs> yeah. but, but, like, it's such a way of, of couples fighting because it's so... It just is like, oh, I'm not, I'm, I can't even deal with this right now. Like, don't touch me. I don't want to fight about this. And then it's, like, saying the most awful things in the world. And then, like, she doesn't really meet... Like, with yeah. the end, I, when he says, like, you don't really hate me or whatever, and she, he leaves, and she's like, no course not I believe that I don't think she does it just is people in a bad situation man and I love it make Mm -hmm. birth control readily available yeah Mm -hmm. call your senators and also move to Paris when this when this movie took took place uh birth control was illegal in Connecticut still yeah he could have gotten birth control in New York where he worked Mm -hmm. brought it back but um, that's one of the other the other thing kind of going with what you said Alec that I think works against this movie that is just all basically on Sam Mendes is if you go to the IMDb trivia for this movie obviously because this one's on DiCaprio there's so many things that they bring up like oh and this is sort of like Titanic like little things mm-hmm. that I feel like they should have they could have just taken out like they could have not cast Kathy Bates. Yeah. They could have yeah. not had David Harbour put his hand on the old-timey car while they're fucking in the car. Yeah. It's like, that's, that's everyone's going to think of Titanic that's anytime really, anyone yeah. does it. Yes. So particularly yeah. if it's Kate Winslet. Like, yeah. yes. Just so like little things that people are like, oh, well, this makes me think of Titanic. Yeah, and Kate Winslet should not have had ni- That's car. such a nice love story. Yeah. Like, um, the other movies, I, I watched Revolutionary Road and Dark Knight again. I watched Wally again. Which um, is delightful. Great love story. Great love mm-hmm. story. Um, That's that I really get. I'm, you know, yeah. un- unlike Sunday, mm-hmm. by that love story. And also prescient. I mean, yeah. the idea of the the humans like just being completely glued to a device. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that was that was made as the iPhone came out. Yeah. I mean, they were so ahead of their time. And the thing that, that I uh, rewatching one of the things I liked the best was the end credits of that movie. Where they start with like drawing like Wally and Eve like basically a stone painting oh. and like go through like oh, yeah. century mm-hmm. art. It's super cool. So check that out if you're not gonna rewatch the whole movie. Uh, I rewatched The Wrestler, um, which is really actually a great Mickey Rourke performance. Mm-hmm. Um, he did Arif win. Nos- no, Sean Penn won. Penn won. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Aronofsky doesn't write women super well in that movie. Both Marissa Tomei and Evan Rachel Wood. Uh, it's not that the performances are bad, but the writing for them is. Tough. It's kind of hard to. That movie's got some hard to watch scenes in it. Um, I rewatched Rachel getting married. Never is, seen that. Didn't watch it, and I'm glad I didn't watch it. Which is great. Is um, it? She's really fantastic in it. She oh, gives a wedding man. speech at the like at the rehearsal dinner. That is one of the hardest things she'll ever watch in film. Cringeworthy. Like, yes. Okay. Like because the whole idea of the movie is she's basically. She, like an alcoholic at her sister's She's an wedding. alcoholic. She's like out of rehab at her sister's wedding. She's been like a drug addict slash alcoholic since the time she was a teenager. She was in a car accident that killed their much younger brother. She was uh, driving? Yeah. Ooh. Um, 
a lot of great performances. Bill Irwin's great in it. Deborah Winger plays their mom, and she's kind of like this awful mother. Um, everyone's really good in it. Some of it goes on a little bit too long, particularly the rehearsal dinner bounces around between like, it seems like the kind of wedding that she'd be like, I never want to go to this wedding because it's sort of a hippie wedding where at the rehearsal dinner, 40 people give speeches no. instead of four people giving no, speeches. Guys. This um, is, let me just say out there, at your wedding, at your, uh, Craig, you got married, we would agree, I'm sure yeah. you would agree mm-hmm. with this. Like, keep it to like, you know, if you if you could do, if you want to do five six, that's fine. If you're giving a speech, if you're going over like three minutes, yeah, you're yeah. you need to check yourself. Something's gone horribly. Something wrong. has yeah. gone wrong if you are going. We're all over. aging backwards. Yes, yeah. tight yes. three is tight. Yes, yeah. three or under. That yeah. is it. Nobody needs. Nobody wants to hear you more. Couple, I don't care. Couple jokes that can appeal to the masses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, can be about the person, but make sure it's not too insidery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and also don't something emo- something emotional that yeah. someone will say, "Ah, oh, you don't have to make people cry." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's right? it. That's how you do a speech. That's mm-hmm. it. You think, you think you if you think you're gonna get up there and be like fucking Morgan Freeman or mm-hmm. something, and we're all gonna be wrapped with attention. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have news for you. Mm-hmm. You are not. Anyway. Yeah. That's it. Um. <laughs> Other two movies I watched this year, Doubt, I rewatched, which is really uninteresting in terms of filmmaking, but the acting in it is stellar. Yeah, I remember. To the point that... Uh, Did I any like, of them get nominated? All four of them all got four. nominated. Okay. And I was like, this movie maybe should have, if you're going to nominate a play, it maybe actually should have even gotten in over Frost Nixon just because all four of those performances are so good. Yeah. Um, again, he's not doing anything in terms of making it interesting as Who a film. Who directed it? Um, John Patrick Shanley, who okay. wrote JP Chance. Um, but great performances. Off, I mean, I can't even say like one of them is better than the other. But again, Philip Seymour Hoffman was nominated for Best Supporting Actor. Yeah. Like I can't push him out to make room for who Michael's no. because it's Philip Seymour Hoffman. Of yep. course, he's always great. Um, and then I rewatched In Bruges. Oh, I love that movie. And that movie is just so good. It's so and I good. I haven't watched it in 10 years, and it's just so good. Is that Martin McDonough or the Martin other McDonough? McDonough. Martin McDonough. Uh, and all three of the main actors, Colin Farrell, Brendan Gleeson, and Ray Fiennes, just at the top of their games. They're, it's such a good movie. And yeah. Bruges is one of the places that my husband went on his oh, band tour. Yeah. Sidebar. What a fairy Loved tale. Loved it. What a fairy people. tale place. I'm glad he got to do that. <laughs> I'm glad we got to do that for him. Um... That's it. That's, those are movies I saw. I have now watched in our 20 look back episodes. Why? How can you keep tight? Ta- of the 22 episodes we've done, we've done 20 look backs. of these crazy and you know how many movies I've watched now? Wow, how many? 200. Wow. It's so many. So many. That's so at least time. 400 hours. I hope you're doing other things while you're watching these movies. Folding laundry. Driving. Driving. <laughs> um, so now that we've talked about all these films, of every movie released in mm-hmm. 2008... Alec, what's your best picture of the year? What should the Oscar have gone to? I'm going to go in hot, and I'm going to go in correct and Ooh. say milk. Okay. Megan. Revolutionary Road is the best movie of that year. Um, this was very hard for me. Um, I have to admit, I still haven't made a firm decision. It's, for me, between... Four movies, and honestly, that's a lot. Yeah, and and Bruges is not far behind those four. Um, I'm gonna eliminate the one I'm gonna pick. 
I'm going to pick because even though the highs weren't as high for me in this movie, I didn't have anything that I was like, this movie would have been perfect except for this, um, which wouldn't necessarily be the case every other year, but, but there were... So I had so real higher highs, but some like issues with Revolutionary Road, Dark Knight, and Rachel getting married. So I'm going to say Milk also, just because I there was nothing about Milk that I was like, I wish they'd done that differently. But there were elements of all three of those other movies that I think reach higher than mm-hmm. Milk for me. That's fair. But I'm just going to say Milk overall. I mean, if but I it's, can... again, it's very, there's like, yeah, there's, there's all four of those movies. Like, I feel like on any given day, I could watch and be like, no, actually, that's the best movie. I also feel like it's if, it, just to make a strong case for Milk, it, it is the marriage between an incredible performance, yeah. several incredible performances, a, a strong story, and a compelling one, and it was really well-directed. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, you know, it's rare that you can catch all of those things. Sure. Um, something, I feel like sometimes something is always lacking a little bit, but, but that movie, that it, it was just so well-executed, um, and I'm proud to have made it. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> the only thing that's missing is that I'm pretty sure nobody gives themselves an abortion in it. So that, for that, that reason, I love for that. Here's the thing: it doesn't really come up because of the people in the movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Allison Pill so doesn't have like uh, no, like a, yeah, a baster or anything like yeah. that. Then no. she decides against no. Um, Alex, do you have a favorite? Oh wait, can I say one other thing? Please yes. do. <laughs> So Frank Langella sorry. just peeked his head in. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry. No, this is going to be such a letdown. I just like this one part of Revolutionary Road. Do you know what my favorite line is? Because I was thinking of a fun line to say. Remember when, like, a Shannon goes back and he goes, oh, actually, I am glad of one thing. And he goes, I'm glad I'm not going to be that kid. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, That's fucked up. It's, it's almost as bad when DiCaprio's like, I wish every day that you hadn't when he's talking yeah. about her getting pregnant. It's bad. It's bad. We're all married, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Statistically, we won't all stay married. Yeah. That's true. At least one and a half of us are going to get divorced. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Would I, you will, I will say, Kat and Alec have an absolutely lovely marriage. Great. So it'll be So us. it's, it's going to be either you or I. Yeah. Having said that, would any of us ever get on an elevator that only worked half the time? No. I, I don't even... Listen, I don't even like getting on elevators that have a great track record. We went to uh, karaoke for uh, a friend of ours, one of Valley's best friend's birthday the other night, and we, it was in Koreatown, and it was in the basement, we got in the elevator, and literally the elevator goes, Ooh. and then it just went down regularly, but we were like, oh, no. great, now yeah. we're all going to die in the elevator. Yeah, you immediately, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Great, I'm on the Tower of Terror, perfect. <laughs> yeah, one, one of the first fights that Maddie and I got in in our relationship was when we first moved in together, we had an elevator at our place, and, uh, the slowest elevator in the world. Truly the slowest elevator in the world. And p- try potty training a puppy with that yeah. that elevator. But at one point, one, the one time we were going up and it was the, right before the doors opened, it kind of dropped. A, it did that like whatever yeah. dropped a little bit. And the doors open, and he made such a beeline to get out of that elevator. And I was like, like, just so much so that he basically like pushed, shoved me aside. And I was like, is this how you're going to? Is this it now? Is this how you're going to behave? You're just going to like... Did you see force majeure? Yeah, exactly. It was a force majeure situation. (laughs) It was a force majeure situation. If you haven't seen force majeure, it's 
it's Force Majeure situation. It's actually not that great, but the, the, that scene. We're going to make really a great. short film called Force Majeure 2, two reenacting that moment. <laughs> Megan Maddie. shoving me out of the way. Um, Alec, do you have a favorite movie of 2018? Oh, um, I'm sure that I do. Um, um, please discuss yours as I as I think of mine. Megan, has I watch a bunch, and yeah. I want to say book club, <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's still um, Isle of Dogs. Uh, mine is still eighth grade. Although I just saw the Sisters Brothers, oh, which yeah. is like top five for me. Really, I really recommend that. Oh, I was good. also surprised that you put Black Klansman so high. Yeah, it wasn't. I didn't. I did not like it, but yeah. I was like, but it was totally weird. Yeah, I think I even said though when we were talking about it that I feel like I could rewatch it and be like, maybe that's twenty for me. Yeah, I think it's for yeah. It affected me in the moment, but it may not. It affected me a lot, time. but it also yeah. again the, yeah. the stuff that affected me wasn't even yeah. the movie. Yeah. Anyway, I'm gonna say um, it might be Crazy Rich Asians. Okay. I had a great sure. time in that movie. Uh, and I miss uh, the romantic comedy genre, mm-hmm. or I feel like it's devolved into something else. I, I feel like there's something about Mary sort of indelibly changed romantic comedy in yeah. a way that I don't love. Yeah, that's all um, like gross out. Yeah, it made yeah. it more raunchy, and um, and so I, I feel like Crazy Rich Asians, while not perfect, brought the romance back into romantic comedy, mm-hmm. uh, which I really appreciated. Um, I'm also not gonna lie to you. I loved Mission Impossible Fallout. Oh, fun. yeah. And I saw it three times in the theater. It's fucking great. Um, so that's, that's high up there, too. Oh, his favorite scene. Oh, wow. Um, it might be um, the bathroom fight. It's the bathroom fight. That's the best scene in the movie. Yeah. yeah I like doing this. I like quizzing people on movies like that. Like, I when Borat Can came out. Can you pass judgment on I, When Borat came out, I'd like to... This was, like, more of, like, how woke do you think you are? Test, I'd be like, what's your favorite, what's the funniest scene in Borat? Mm-hmm. And like my brother was like, probably when he's like talking to those frat guys, I was like, no, it's when they're both naked and they're fighting. 1,000%. 1,000% like, the funniest scene. If you say anything else, you're just yeah. trying to And kind of the like, only one that still like holds up. Yeah. 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 Um, Alec, is there anything you'd like to plug? Uh, my wife and I have a podcast uh, called Carry On, the Sex in the City podcast. We're currently in season four right now and having a great time. Who's the boyfriend in season four? Uh, it's Aiden. Oh. Yeah. Uh, well, well, there are... Did they, will they ever take down that wall between them? Well, that, that's the real question, isn't it? <laughs> um, there, there are great fights to be had uh, about Mr. Big versus Aiden, oh. and we have them often. Love it. Uh, who's, whose side do you land on there? I'm Mr. Big. Me but, too! But... I do love Aiden. I just don't think he's right for Carrie. Can I admit something to you? Yes. Can I tell you who my favorite Carrie boyfriend is? Please. And I'm not proud of this. Okay. Burger. Wow, I have a strong distaste for Burger. <laughs> I love Burger. I know. Everybody's like, are you fucking I don't even, kidding I don't even watch the show, and honestly, that's the first time I've ever heard anyone express that sentiment before. Sorry. I love... I'm I, glad that you have that opinion, because it, it makes for interesting conversation, but I actually make Kat skip those episodes, because he... Um, I just don't like who? his insecurity. Yeah. Like, it's really hard for me to watch somebody be insecure and take it out on other people. Yeah, I married a writer, so that's telling. Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, understandable. 
Um, but anyway, we have a podcast, and uh, you guys are, would be great guests. So I, I hope to have you mm. on. Yeah. I definitely uh, want to come and talk about Burger when you get yes. to that. Show. Uh, well, we're close. We're close. We're about to go into season five, and that's when he shows up. So um, please take a listen, and uh, and thank you guys for having me. This was such a great time. Yeah, we were and so happy. Thanks for two thousand eight. By the way, I feel like that was a good yeah. year. Yeah. Um, I. You know what? I, I will say that I. I am mildly opposed to graphic violence and I feel like a lot of Oscar movies are very violent. I'm glad this was not a violent year. Yeah. No. I mean the previous year was like No Country for Old Men, which yeah. is incredibly violent. There will be blood. Uh, there will be blood. Um, Juno. So, yeah, oh my god, all the fight scenes in Juno. <laughs> yeah. The decapitation. Ugh. When J.K. Um, Simmons yeah. kills Alice and Janie, it's upsetting <laughs> and it does not make sense in the course well, of the film. I miss Juno. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, this is a great year, so I, I was uh, happy to be a part of it. Happy so to you have guys. you. Delightful. Mago, anything to plug? Um, I guess I'll, speaking of my husband, the writer, I guess I'll plug his show. He's writing for a show called Unikitty that's on Cartoon Network, and it's uh, very fun for, I think, people of all ages. I've enjoyed it. The whole it. family, mm-hmm. from grandma to that little baby that Kate Winslet aborted. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can follow us on Twitter at The Oscars Should, uh, on Instagram at The Oscars Should Have Gone To. You can also find our Facebook page. Uh, please rate and review us on iTunes. It helps us get more listens. We actually, hope Joe's not listening to this, uh, we have a new top listen to podcast uh, Mike Mitchell's podcast has eclipsed Joe finally um, right after Mitch I, right, truly does ruin everything yeah right after I touted Joe as our most listened to um, person on our last podcast um, so check us out um, next time baby we're going back to the 80s I'm so excited about this episode um, I'm really excited to go back uh, to the 80s just because I think personally for Megan and I, and most of the people that we know, we have less of an attachment to a lot of these movies because we didn't really grow up with them in the same way. A lot mm-hmm. of the movies in the mid '90s into the 2000s that we saw in theaters. So it'll be interesting. So uh, if you want to read up or rewatch anything, uh, the 1987 years broadcast news, Fatal Attraction, Hope and Glory, which I've actually never seen. It's one of the only nominees uh, going back to the 80s I haven't seen. Moonstruck? Uh, Moonstruck. And then the winner was The Last Emperor. Um, So we'll be back with that in a couple weeks. Thank you guys so much for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.